Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. Sarcastic claps. Pretty clever. A plan that looked like it failed and then turned out to work. Too bad your real plan really failed. What's so funny? You idiot. The plan was for the plan to seem like it was failing. You think you caught us, but we already made that out with the real Dean. Ocean's Eleven, baby. Pierce, I'm the real Dean. Have you heard the the Rock's rap song that's the thing right now? Um, I saw that it existed, and I think I saw, like, a short clip he posted, and I like The Rock usually, so I didn't want to see that. It's really bad. There's yeah. a part like, what's my mother name? And then the back is like, Rock! <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Oof. It's about drive, it's about power We stay hungry, we devour Put in the work, put in the hours And take what's ours Like in some more in my veins My culture banging with strange I change the game So what's my mother name? Rah! What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation If you wanna bring it to the masses Face to face, now we escalating When I have to but boost the asses Mean on ya, like a dream When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream mama So bring drama to the king Brahma Then put it to an extreme mana <laughs> You know when, like, you're on a school bus, yeah, and there's, like, a group of kids rapping, and it's, like, you know... That's what that sounds like, except it's a man in his 50s? No, 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 not yet, Zach. And then there's, like, the quiet kid that's, like, two seats up that secretly, like, likes to rap, and so then he, like, says a rap really, really fast. It's, like, a bunch of words. It doesn't have any, like, rhythm or anything to it. And then he, like, turns back around and puts up his hood. Yeah. That's what that rap sounded like. Except it's a 50-year-old man. (laughs) I feel like The Rock is already on his, like, third career, so he doesn't need to, like, be a rapper now, too. I, well, he's done it before. When he was Yikes. a wrestler, there were a bunch of rock raps. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he's thinking this is the next step in my career. I hope not, at least. <laughs> I think it's just a thing that he did 
to prove that he can do anything, but it's terrible. Well, Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, you guys. The thing that's here to prove to you guys that we're good at anything we set our minds to, except it's terrible. I really hope that like that whole rock rap section stays in. Yeah, that's hey, sure. I'll probably edit in the thing. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome to the place where you came to get your fixin' for a little bit of disappointing podcasting. But that's like a cute riff on our name, not actually. Hopefully you're pleased with what you hear today on the program. Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Zach, and sure, I'll take a back rub, who's asking? (laughs) Hi Zach, I'm Steven, and I eat the sun... And drink the skies, and, and they both, both go, go with, with me when I die. die. <laughs> now, I'm, there's a poll going out on Twitter right now. What was worse, uh, the rock rap or what you just heard from Steven and me? <laughs> uh, that riff on that bit on the episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. I want to shout out at the very tippity tipple top of the program our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Brian Thurman. We're very glad all of those people exist for many reasons other than other than the the depth of their wallets, but but that do, that doesn't hurt. No, not at all. Hello, thanks guys. We and love if you, you all. Like what we do here and you want to support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Starting at five dollars a month gets you our weekly live pre-show podcast and all the other cool stuff we do over there. So come check it out. Come come in and take a look. And a shout out, as always, to our <laughs> proud old community papa. What's his mother name? Communies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you think that like for Father's uh, Day next year we can redo the rock rap but actually make it about our proud pop? We could, Or we could do Baby Boomer Santa. <laughs> Which do you yes. think would upset him more? Because whatever the one that is, that's I think go. they'd both get a stern disapproval, <laughs> a little whipping. But with the rock rap, he'd probably just be like, "I don't know what this is. I don't." Get yeah. This. <laughs> anyway, this is not a uh, 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 planning on how to foil our papa. This is us talking about how happy we are that he supports us and helps. I don't know, just the community. Hey, can you uh, can you start over, Zach, and be like? It's not a plan on how to foil our papa. We're we are going to spoil our papa. That's where you should have gone with that. Uh, so thanks for all the support and thanks for <laughs> driving the community fandom forward. Just to show the depth of Papa's uh, uh, breadth. Uh, he okay. So uh, to everyone, I'm about to later today as we're recording have a little chat with Eric Charles Nielsen who played Garrett. I'm sure you'll hear more about that in the future. But communities messaged me on Twitter last night and was like, hey, since you're talking to Eric, here's a, 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 a spreadsheet with every line Garrett's ever said and every time another <laughs> character said Garrett. That's insane. In case you want it for reference. I'm like, That's yeah, great. Look at that. Look at that dedication to community. That's it impressive. It makes what we do look like absolute bullshit. It kind of is. It, Community's also, I'm super jealous because... Yeah. They've now interacted on Twitter with a drag race legend, mm-hmm. Shangela, which is community great. legend. Yeah, what was her legend name? What was what was the name on Community? I don't remember. I don't really remember either. And the best device for concealing my penis—that part stuck with me. <laughs> Welcome to the program, everyone. Steven, how are you? You're freshly back from Las Vegas. 
I How am. I uh, I'm short a couple of toes and a pinky, um, and I owe a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah, but short I had a, a great lot of clams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of clams. Um, I <laughs> I uh, had a great time dancing and um, competing, and it was it was a blast. Well, why don't you why don't you tell everyone about that that heavy old piece of piece of junk that you got in your dance oh, competition and yeah, your dance battle. I, uh... Uh, so this was our, our like biggest one of the year, and by uh, our you mean pretty much mean, dancers, yeah, it's like a, professional it's a big dancers, one for us. yeah, within like the Arthur Arthur Murray realm, yes. which is a pretty big company. We're in like a bunch of countries all over the world, but uh, this was our like big competition, and in one of the categories I competed, in, I took third in like the world, so that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, I made semifinals in another one, and quarterfinals in a different division, and. And had a lot of fun. And uh, the best part of all, I got to dance uh, with uh, my my girlfriend slash patron of the show. She's in that tier. Uh, and which one's more important to you, the the romantic relationship or the monetary support of this program? Well, you can't sit upon a throne with no supports. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, That's by the way, so everyone knows for. Our Patreon, every cent is going towards Steven and I each getting prescription thrones yeah. that will fit our butts just right. It's going to take years and years, years to get money. there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. Got to dance with Danny. And uh, then I got to go see the Drag Race Live show in Vegas, which was incredible. Um, a couple of my favorites were not there that night. They had alternates in who were also great. But that's okay because I don't think my little heart could have taken seeing... All of them that Who were was going to be there that wasn't there? Um, Naomi Smalls and Evie Oddly. But uh, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, Cameron Michaels, Derek Barry, who's an incredible Britney Spears impersonator, were all there. And then the alternates were Coco and Kahana Montrese, and they were both fantastic. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you and Danny had such a good time. I'm glad that you were able to see that show. It sounds amazing. And could you remind everyone again what the... Uh, price range tier of this dance partner, life partner, Vegas trip uh, Patreon tier is? Um, not only do you have to be the top tier uh, donator on our Patreon, you also must give to various other charities um, and subsidiaries. That are all that funneled are directly our, into our, yeah. our accounts. Actrivia is a big part of it. Actrivia, and, you got to be a gold tier Actrivia donor. <laughs> Speaking of, why don't we segue into the television program Community. We're here to talk about the penultimate episode of Season 3 of Community, the episode before last of OG Community, really. It's Season 3, Episode 21, The First Chang Dynasty, which was directed by Jay Chandrasekhar, who previously directed Mixology Certification, Intro to Political Science, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts, and in the future goes on to direct Advanced Documentary Filmmaking in Season 4, Introduction to Teaching, Basic Story in Season 5, and then Basic Email Security and Basic RV Repair and Palmistry in Season 6. The episode was written by Matt Fussfeld and Alex Cuthbertson, both people who only wrote this one episode of Community. Uh, They must have just been writers in the room who got assigned this one episode and didn't come back for another. I don't know if they would have stayed in the room or if they just never got assigned an episode again. I don't know. And the episode originally aired May 17th, 2012. It was the second in an hour and a half long block of Community's final three episodes for the season. 
You know, Zach, this may be the penultimate episode of season three. Yes. But shout out to season two's ultimate pen episode, <laughs> Cooperative Calligraphy. Thank you. Thank well you. Well done. Well done. Let's Thanks. do some act trivia. Let's talk about what act we trivia. learned from this week's episode. I've got six Also, questions. when I was in Vegas, I saw someone that looked just like Jamie Lee Curtis. And I so was they'd like, be perfect for an act <laughs> trivia <laughs> spokesperson. I was like, hey, Danny, I should go up and be like, hey, I do this podcast and I have this bit. So can you like come on the show? You should have just gotten like a video and made them do like a cameo. And it's like almost <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. We had a fake Jamie Lee Curtis name. I don't remember what it was. Uh, wasn't it like <laughs> Jamie Lou Cordis or something like that? <laughs> I like it. Sure. <laughs> um, speaking of Jamie Lou Cordis, Jamie Lou Cordis has one, two, three, four, five fingers on their left hand, and I've got five questions for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't you go first then? Give me um, one of them fingers, hard and swift. <laughs> What sorts of things are going to be at Chang's party? I'm looking specifically for the things okay. that Troy, that Troy mentions. The Troy mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, photo booth with props. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I wish I remembered more of them because I know he likens it to Stalin. And here I am, Stalin, trying to come Hey-o. up with a couple more answers. Ed Hardy-esque street magician. How many more are there? Two. I don't know if I'm gonna get them. I don't. I don't think I can go any further. And um, we're looking for dance off and yeah. Sunday bar. So you got half of those. Sunday nice bar. Job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds great right now. It's kind of. It's really cold sure. in Chicago. But I, it's in really my cool moment in time, too. would by here meaning my apartment. Very cold. Mm-hmm. I don't think our heat works. Oh, I think I saw some some tweets about that. Really? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think our heat works the best. I need to call about it, but I don't want people just to set come something on fire, man. That's what I do. We'll just start like a, I don't like to use terms like bum and hobo too often, but like mm-hmm. a hobo fire, you know, over a sure. trash can. We'll just light our trash on fire in our apartment. Steven, what phrase turns into a line from Officer Kakowski's Copra? The blankness oh. on Steven's face no, as he it's gazes okay. into to... the abyss for an answer. It's in there somewhere, I bet. It is in there somewhere because he's like, if you step foot on... That property, I'll arrest you. If you step foot on that property, I'll no, arrest you. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. And he was like, copra. He's like, policical. You don't remember yeah. what it is, though? Mm-mm. Love is not admissible evidence. Oh, <laughs> that, that was great. Yeah. Always love getting some Kukowski. Yep. Uh, number two from Steven. What are the head guard oh, these aren't Joshua's? From Jamie Lou Cordis anymore? <laughs> uh, Jamie Lou Cordis is merely uh, the host of our show. Okay, uh, she hasn't shown up for. Then work. what are we? The fill-ins, the replacements. Miss. Um, what are head guard Joshua's measurements? Oh shit! I don't have any f-ing idea. Also, what uh, <laughs> movie was that kid in? Super Eight. Super Eight. Yeah, they talked about it on uh, the commentary. Nice. He's got very. Never saw Super teeth. Eight. Yeah, he's got one of those faces. Mm-hmm. He was also in like something else too, but like there was sure. like a brief period of time where he was in a few things. It was right around this age. Maybe he was a little older. Um, he's four foot ten and a hundred five pound bucket of piss and yeah. zit cream. I can't tell you how much I really hate that kid. <laughs> why? I get the, the zit cream, but why piss? Because he's just a. <laughs> bag of piss i don't know <laughs> he's a bag of piss why does the denal changer ask to get off early oh his wife's braces are coming off yeah good for her <laughs> yeah 
Uh, <laughs> um, what's the name of the rock and roll magician? Oh, that's one of my questions. Ricky Nightshade. Mm-hmm. So I'm go ahead and give me another one. Um, what's the combination of the Dean's Chamber? That's another one of my questions. It's four, one, two, six. Nice. Do you have any questions left? I have two left. I have one left, so give me one. Okay. How old does Chang say he's turning? It's going to ruin my birthday. 24th. No, but very close. 25th. 25th. Dang it. Um, What was Chang's sister's name? Connie, which is also my mom's name. Nice. Hi, Mom. Ha, your mom. Uh, What does Josh, or sorry, where does Joshua think the girl he's texting is from? Oh, Chicago. He's going to get some deep dish tonight. Gross. Another episode of this show where an older person unwittingly catfishes a younger person. Another episode of the show where Britta texts a young boy. No, no, no. It was Jeff texting Uh, the young boy last time. Bingo. The boy thought it was Britta. Which I think is worse, but maybe that just brings up the whole question of like... Why is it worse? Why is it worse? Exactly. Let's Mm -hmm. move on to what we were sent in from our great fans this week. Did I send you the email? Yeah, you did. Let's do it. What do we got? All right. Um, our first one comes from Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Um, Howdy. Taylor said, trivia question. Why does Taylor John Goodman the tool have a Tim ponytail Taylor. in the back half of season three? Um, it was because he was filming something they needed a ponytail for. I right? don't know what movie it was. I, I, I'm yeah. not sure what would have been around this era. 10 Cloverfield Lane? Did he have a ponytail for that? Did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? I didn't see any of the, of, of those. Okay, well, that's the only one that I've seen. And it's not really a sequel. It's just kind of set in the same universe and really doesn't have anything to do with Cloverfield until, like, the last couple of seconds. It's a really good standalone movie. Okay. Kind of in Is the same like they have, like, a party of... at their house? No, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like a post-apocalyptic. There's like a party in like yeah. Clover's Field. There's yeah. like a post-apocalyptic situation, and John Goodman it has this like shelter, and he brings these two people in, and it kind That's of goes crazy. back and forth on whether or not he's like creepy, or if he's helping them, or if he's like the villain. And it's one of John Goodman's best performances. It's really good. Wow, Does it I don't take know. Place, if like that's right after the first this, but... Cloverfield movie. Well, I think all it is is the whole time. Uh, uh, th- honestly, the way it ties into Cloverfield is kind of a spoiler. So spoilers for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. The whole time, John Goodman says that like they can't go outside because all of this like supernatural stuff is going on, mm-hmm. and a lot of the movie is whether or not he's good or evil, and whether or not he's lying to them or not. It's like a I young man and woman, and whether he's like holding them hostage under mm-hmm. there. And then in the end, he like ends up being a villain, but the supernatural stuff going on exactly. outside is the same supernatural stuff that's going on in Cloverfield. Okay. Nice. But most of the movie is like a bottle movie, like a, almost like a, oh, I was going to liken it to something, but I already forget what it was. It, it Absolutely. Cowboy. To co- co- cooperative calligraphy. It's a great episode of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So what have we got? What, what, um, what's, what's, <laughs> Timmy the Tool Tim Unrelated Taylor. From, uh, from Taylor. Um, from, from, from Taylor. From Taylor, Taylor Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Son of Timmy the Tim Tam Toolman's Taylor. Dimidome. 
Uh, unrelated, I've been binging your podcast. I'm sorry. Why? I just found this one. <laughs> Seems like every other podcast about community I've found drops off after after a season or so, and I'm extremely glad to see y'all are keeping strong through season three so far. Don't, yeah, don't count sure on it. it. We've made sure of it that all the other ones are stopped. Yeah. But really, I think of the shows that are doing a specific episode-by-episode episode rewatch, the ones that are doing it regularly are us and... Um, uh, Kevin Lanigan's the the Greendale yeah. three, and they're about done. I think everyone mm-hmm. else that does one, they either do it sporadically, which is fine, and they're all in like season one or two or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so yeah, we're we're starting to make our way to the tippy tip top. It's a long way. I'm glad to you the found us. If you want to, if you're binging roll. now, earlier in the podcast, who knows when he decided enough was enough? Maybe he'll never yeah. get here, or they'll never <laughs> get here. I think there's a couple that might just yeah. shut it down. I do remember um, some 9-11 jokes. I do oh, remember. I think the Jared Fogle one is still pretty. Oh, yeah, that was up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should do like a clip show of all the, of our worst of the things most atrocious can... things we've said over this <laughs> That would be pretty bad. And so I'm hoping they've caught up by season four. Good luck. Hope so. Um, we'll love the right time here. y'all spend breaking down each episode. It really shows your passion and dedication to the show. Never heard of it. I'm typing this email as I start season one, episode 13, investigative journalism. So you're real can't early. can't wait to get through the rest. Y'all keep it up. Wow. He hasn't even gotten to our weird phase yet. Like, we were mm-hmm. always weird, but we definitely got weirder oh, after yeah. the first half of season one. But mm-hmm. thanks for writing in. You'll have to let us know whenever you get to this episode and, and what you've thought throughout the progression. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. Welcome aboard. Thanks. <laughs> He's trying to get caught up by season four. Taylor, Taylor. That's tone. in like two weeks. <laughs> Tony, Tony, t- Tone, Tony. Yeah. What else we got this week, my friend? Uh, we've got one from our dear old daddy. He, we don't um, have to call him that old that often. He's not that old. He's pretty old, but he's not that old. Sorry, our dear... How do you think that makes him feel? Appropriately aged yeah. for our ages. Yes. Male But older figure. enough that we're like into it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi, what guys. Right? This episode has one, problem- ele- one problematic element, brown face. But otherwise, yeah. I enjoy it a lot. My MVP That's a is big Chang otherwise. The word otherwise in that <laughs> sentence did a lot of work. I can excuse work. racism, but I draw the line at... <laughs> Um, but otherwise, I enjoy it a lot. My MVP yeah. is Chang because he is just that crazy. Yeah. Have a great one, guys. Community's Matt. Um, trivia. Pierce's name for a police musical? Policical. Uh, policical, yeah. Um, who was sent invitation to Chang's birthday bash? Um, the Budweiser Frogs. <laughs> I don't know who else. I forgot about that bit. I don't think I have a list ready. Good question. Um, what is the sandwich that caused the dean to say, you win again? Peanut butter and jelly. Nice. Let's see. Peanut butter uh, and jelly again, Jeffrey. Answers. <laughs> you win. Takes off shirt. Uh, the policeicle was correct. It yes. was the school board in the Budweiser Frogs. I knew the school board was there, but I would yeah. have thought he had a, a couple more other elaborate invites. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, and then PB and J. Nice. And that's and the that's trivia that. for the week. If you'd like to be a part of this segment, and we love when people write us in. We've had some new people lately, and that's always really fun. Next week, we're talking about the season three finale, the first of three, or what? Pretty much every season starting next week 
ends mm-hmm. with an episode that could have been a series finale. And yeah. to, uh, next week's one of the big ones. It's introduction to finality, the season three finale. Send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moments to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com, and we'll butcher it live on the air. We sure will. We'll do our, our darndest to make it bad. Well, let's move on to the next thing, Stephen. This <clears> episode, <throat> this is quite an episode of Community. Uh, it's one of the ones... I think ever of any episode that we've mentioned in the past kind of dreading getting to this episode a little bit. I think it's the only one so far. And of the first three seasons, other than maybe like the Schmitty episode, which ended up being not really that bad, not one of the best, but not as bad as what we might be talking about today or, or I don't know how, how, how we'll have both felt about it, but uh, a lot, this is a bloated episode. It's a cartoony episode. A lot goes on. How do you feel as far as being able to relate to us everything that happened this week, especially after the weird disagreement we had over it last week. <laughs> it felt like it feels like we're getting like I hope that you know that even though the the hook of this segment is me harshly criticizing you, mm-hmm. I'm not like harshly criticizing you. I do that mm. off the air. I um we're not gonna talk about last week. Yeah. Uh it just I... <laughs> got a little weird. It was weird vibes, and I don't like that. You know what? So I think this week um, I'm going to cater to me better. Good. Yeah. But I don't think in doing it in that way I'm going to be able to get through the entire episode. But we'll see how far I get. I'm going to try and hit the highlights. Okay. I'm going to try not to dwell on one word for too long. But I always have to slip a little jokey joke in there, Zach. Yeah, and I do appreciate that. I think that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Yeah. Okay, well, let's find out, everyone. We're going to gather together. We're going to hold our hand. We're going to go to our closet and pray. That Steven will be able to to get a good grade this week as we find out, did Steven watch the episode this week? Rock! <laughs> All right, Steven, you've got 20 seconds on the clock. Are you prepared? I am as ready as I will ever be. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. The study group knows the dean is fake, and they want to prove it, but the cops like, no, no, no. So they break into the school, but they have to help the air conditioners to do it. So they go there, and they do that, and the dean is hidden in Chang's taking over. It's his birthday party. He's doing a huge bash school boards there, and then there's an evil magician, but he's not evil. He's just weird, and Jeff is him, and then the dean, they break him out, but it's a double cross, and the dean was fake. And then they prove the dean saves the day at the end because he's going to take the fall for everything, but he's not taking the Stop. fall. He's just... I mean, yeah, you did get a lot of it. I had a thought during it of something that you remembered, but I was so entranced by the end of it that I kind of forgot. I feel like you forgot something. I'm totally fine that you didn't mention Pierce at all. In fact, I probably would have docked you some if you had. Huh. Um, You know what? I'll give it a B. Thank you so much. That's very almost kind a B of you plus said. as far as how much of you got. It, it just yeah, it wasn't very suave. <laughs> there was you. more of it in there than than I would have thought, Zach. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that like ten seconds in, you were expecting it to be over at any time. <laughs> I I like accidentally said a lot of stuff that happened, so it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, great work, and let's move right into the next thing. Let's talk about what we thought were the funniest moments of the first Chang Dynasty before we discuss what we really thought about this week's episode. What stood out for you? 
Um, I really liked Troy and Abed as plumbers. Yeah. That was a nice oof, refreshing oof a boof. Um Rave Dean, and then one moment mm, that made that me really laugh. As much as I don't enjoy Pierce in this episode, mm-hmm. for the most part, I did it? like when <laughs> after they get caught by Chang, yeah. like with the real Dean, and, and he he's doesn't like, know that you they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Getting <laughs> the plan feeling was part of the plan. That they did point funny. out on the commentary that they don't think that Chevy, Chevy, Kahevi knew anything about Ocean's Eleven. So if you pay attention when he says it, he's like, we were doing Ocean's Eleven. Like he's like, he's like saying a word that's totally foreign to him. The things I noticed, I've got two. First, Britta, look, I hate cops. Yeah. And then just the extended stay on her as, of course, she's not going to say anything else. Mm-hmm. That was a really funny moment. And I also really liked when one of the school board guys goes to shake Chang's hand and one of his, like, <laughs> bouncers is like, uh-uh. And it just, again, like the Brita moment, it stays on it just an extra second yeah, or two. that was funny. Let it feel really awkward. I thought both of those moments were really funny. Steven, okay, so this is the episode that we've been dreading, I think especially since we started talking about season three, and it's been mm-hmm. kind of an up and down season, and it kind of got a lot better over the last stretch of the season. Uh, they've been building to this episode and next week's episode for a while now, for most of yeah. the second half of the season. A lot of those better episodes have been kind of, and really since the beginning of the season when Chang first became a security guard. What do you think? This episode had a little bit of hype for us going into it based on dreading it. What did you think? Yeah, I think that the first time I watched it, I was a little pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. I, I think that the episode definitely drops off at a certain point. But I, I enjoyed the whole like setup of it, the whole heist, the montage with the breaks of you know dialogue. I thought that was. And then there's like ten good. minutes more of the episode after that. Yeah, and it's the ten minutes more that started to drag it down for me. And but but at the end, I was like, okay, this wasn't as bad as I remembered. And then I watched it again, <laughs> and I was like, not the best. I don't yeah. know that it was my least favorite of the season. Yeah, but it definitely was not in the top half of episodes for me. When it's I agree. It's in the bottom third for me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll end up on my bottom three or not, but it has a chance. Uh, yeah, I felt the same way almost exactly as you. The first time I was kind of dreading it, and probably because of that, I thought it was pretty funny, and it was cartoony, but other than a couple of things, mostly towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. I was along for the ride. The heistiness of it all was a nice homage within the episode that I liked. Uh, I think there are a couple of problems. It, it, it's it's not funny enough to justify how removed mm-hmm. from the typical reality of the show it is. If it was hilarious joke a second, I wouldn't care so much that, you know, Jeff and Chang have a lightsaber battle and, and shit like that. But that's the thing. They don't. They almost have a lightsaber battle. If they had done it, I would have been like, okay, fine. That's what you're doing. But they didn't do it. It was like they wrote it, but they didn't want to choreograph it. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's a mixed bag of an episode, and honestly, it feels like getting a Band-Aid pulled off really fast, because mm-hmm. we've been waiting for the fallout of this storyline that we knew couldn't go anywhere that's gonna, like, have character <laughs> development to write home about. We knew it was gonna collapse into something silly. This was ripping that Band-Aid off and getting it over with. I'm a lot more excited to get to next week's episode that's dealing with the aftermath of, like, the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than being glad to finally get the the Chang dictator thing out of here to move on to the more character-driven stuff, 
this episode doesn't do a ton for me. No, what I what I will say gave this episode some more bonus at the end for me, other than the the funny rave Dean scene. Um, I really, and this is not the first time that something like this as a small moment has gotten me, but I got a little bit emotional almost at the Troy and Abed at the end because I think that the it really as much as you know, obviously Troy's not leaving forever that sort yet. of thing. But that was a really sweet, yeah, yeah. That was a really sweet moment between the two of them, and I thought that was really great. It was a really sweet moment, but it didn't really gain the episodes any points for me because it it almost felt like they knew that the hook of this episode wasn't enough to build something on, so they threw in the Troy stuff to have mm-hmm. something good in it. And also, one, I don't really love when TV shows, especially sitcoms, do something like this where a longtime character leaves especially when you know that there's nothing going on behind the scenes at this point and that yeah. they will be a series regular as far, as far as you know for the rest of the run it it sucks the it sucks the life out of a moment like that and also having seen the rest of community and knowing that almost exactly this scene where Troy goes person to person saying goodbye to them in a in an episode that has way more dramatic payoff mm-hmm. and and that really brings goosebumps every time I like just thinking about it a little bit get, yeah. I can see getting emotional that made this one fall a little flat especially coming at the end of an episode like this but uh, I I don't take that away from you it was a well acted moment especially the mm-hmm. Troy and Abed moment was good yeah let's dive into this episode Abuska do we can do it kicks off what did you think of this the like uh, propaganda film. That is all about how good Chang has made the school since the Greendale Seven were ousted. Kind of catching us up to speed, but kind of doing like a like a, a North Korean propaganda type thing. I here. liked it. It was like super Starship Troopers reminiscent. Sure. Which if those are great movies, by the way, great to like their lap. The first one's actually decent, but the other two are really funny. Um, I love the fake Dean. <laughs> How so far away at the end of the yeah. hallway he is. He does look a lot like the Dean. It's, it's hard to mm-hmm. deny it. And we cut from that to show that the, the study group are all over at Troy, Abed, and Annie's apartment to show Officer Kakowski this commercial and prove to him that the Dean isn't the Dean. And Kakowski just isn't interested in this at all. It's so ridiculous. And the study group have caused trouble at the school lately, so he kind of discounts it. And he's not even looking at it. He doesn't even look at the commercial. Mm -mm. I think this is the episode where we can pronounce dead using Dean and Chang in other words. Sure, Deanel Changer, Doppeldeaner. It's funny. I don't hate it, but season four really overdoes it, and then season five and six kind of drop it, other than the Mm -hmm. occasional Chang. And I think this is the point with a couple of things that they're going a little bit too far with jokes that have become writer's room staples, like that and like the uh, Peachy Keen, Avril Lavigne, or whatever they say. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to reach my uh my quota with jokes like that a little bit in this episode yeah i think this was definitely where it started to go a little far you gotta love britta for saying look i hate cops especially i love britta in this episode i think she's really great she is really great that's a really great britta moment and it comes you know obviously cop discourse has always been a thing and like uh, it being kind of the edgy thing to not like cops and to call cops pigs, like that'd be kind of like yeah. a punk rock thing to do. But it's a it's a moment in the episode that really really holds up in light of the last couple years. Oh, totally. Uh, I w- would honestly love to see a 
uh, uh, a situation where Britta is faced with the the stuff going on of the last couple years mm-hmm. and tries to get involved in like the worst way possible. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to see something like that. And the way that Gillian holds Britta's face after she says she hates cops and just locking eyes with the police officer. I wish I had those balls. It's great. But instead, I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I drive with <laughs> pig. Telling me my taillights out. <laughs> and what did you think about the copra jokes? Was that funny or was that annoying? It wasn't the funniest joke I've ever heard. I thought that it was funny when he like recorded it and sang it. I don't think yeah. that the joke needed to be said for How times. everyone's saying what it should be called. Yeah, they could have done like one thing or I mm. don't know. Yeah. Uh, Kakowski singing into his, now I'm really into a recorder, into like his radio, like his yeah. police radio. Uh, uh, but he pretty much tells them that they're crazy and that they can't do anything or else they're going to go to jail if they go anywhere near Greendale because of everything that's been going on between them and the school. I don't know if it would, would it get them to jail where they served like a, I don't, can, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they, they were just expelled. expelled. Yeah. And I also like the little touch that the mug that Kakowski has been holding while he's standing there is just a mug of hot water. He says, thanks for the hot water and holds it back to Abed. That's such an Abed thing that he'd be like, Mm -hmm. people always hand people a mug of something in movies when they come over. They're like, can I get you something? We don't have coffee. I'll give him some hot water. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And I don't like that the Pierce Copra was the thing that takes it into the opening credits. I don't think that was funny enough for that. No, it wasn't funny. But it's on the top of my list of Pierce things from this episode, probably, like that and what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it. I almost want us to, like, say our piece on it and then negate it from the rest of the episode once we get to it, what what Pierce does in this episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to tear it apart every time we see it, but it it's, it's bad. It's not uh, great. It's bad on every level. And even maybe even worse, it's bad and it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Uh, but on a lighter angle, so now, okay, at the school, we're seeing posters put up of Chang uh, for his birthday. Very North Korean dictatorship. I know we can't really speak on Asian American issues. Do you think it's a little on the nose to try to turn Chang who is an Asian character, the show's only Asian character, other than, like, Annie Kim or smaller characters, into this, like, Asian dictator figure? I didn't see it as that, and I think they intentionally compare him to Stalin later on instead of, like, Mao or something like that. Um, I just like definitely using think, especially the, the sign, like the birthday Russia. glory to Chang, I, yeah. I feel like that's a very North Korean. I got North Korean vibes off of this. It looks like the font that they used to use in, like... Uh, the Soviet Union. Interesting. I'm not really trying. I just thought it was food for thought. I'm not. Well, know your fonts, Zach. Clearly, you don't listen to <laughs> Fonts, 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 the uh, podcast by Alan Fontaine, um, where he talks about fonts. Fonts and fondue <laughs> with Henry Charles Font. <laughs> when my great grandfather wrote for the first time Smacks and then wrote the cheese. second time and it looked different, he knew. <laughs> Mmm, paired with a sharp apple. Um, um, uh. Yes, and Comic Sans was always bullshit. (laughs) So yeah, the school, I really, really like this little section of the episode when they focus a lot on the 
kind of heist setup, and we yeah. see Greendale as this huge security, like highly under wraps this this security thing where where no no one gets in unless they're a student, and no channels are getting in and out. It's like its own entity. It's like its own country that mm-hmm. Chang is keeping everything, keeping his cards very close. He's still got all of these children running things for him. He's got this crazy throne room set up. Is that in the dean's old office? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's funny. What did you think here? What's his? Is the kid's name Josiah? Is Joshua? Jo- Joshua. Well, what did you think about Joshua as Chang's kind of lead crony? I thought it was funny. I think he's a funny kid. He's got a funny face. I like the the parts of him being kind of obsessed with a girl. Uh, yeah. I I just think it's funny. I I one thing that never stopped being funny to me was that Chang has an army of children. Yeah, that's great. And honestly, it's really not even. I don't really have a lot of problems with Chang in this episode. I think Chang's pretty funny in it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's exactly what I said in the beginning, that there's not enough hilarious jokes to offset how removed exactly. from the type of stuff the show usually does this episode feels to me. He's going through the plans for his birthday party here, uh, uh, but they're running out of money. There's no money. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that Chang has just been... Been, been spending insane amounts of money since he's been in charge. Look at all the things <laughs> that he's done. The fences and, and security things all around the school, and and not to mention this prescription throne that he has. <laughs> yeah, the Deanel Changer, too much. <laughs> the Deanel Changer comes in, and Chang just tells him to fire the entire custodian staff to clear off uh, a money for his party. <laughs> I This episode gives us the most of the... Deanel Changer, for lack of a better term, I guess, that we've seen. And he's pretty funny. He's weird, just like the Dean, but in a totally different way. Um, it is a totally really different kind weird of weird. vibes, kind of more of an incel kind of vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's really funny. What a weird acting job to get for, for J.P. Mano who did this. Isn't it a little odd? I, is it more weird than being a Moby in person here? I guess the joke is, yeah. I think the guy knows his brand and is happy to come be on shows. Sure. And good for him. I do hope that he got back to his wife in time to to see the braces come off. That's always a big moment between husband and wife. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember when your husband got his braces off? Yeah. uh, You don't want to know how or where they ended up, though. (laughs) Those rubber bands were put to good use. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so after that, now we're outside and Troy and Britta are doing some recon to try to figure out the best way into the place. And one of the problems that I remember always having with season three is that they kind of bring up Troy and Britta, but don't do a lot with it. And then in season four, they're dating each other. But upon this rewatch and like analyzing it, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like they're often giving Troy and Britta glances. They're giving, yeah, look at the uh, hand. The, the moments that they have, they're very close to each other here. They're, they're constantly being paired off together lately. Uh, I, I think they absolutely were setting it up for them. Yeah. To, I, but I don't know if OG community would have allowed them to be in a consistent relationship through the show because they've never been willing to do that with the characters before. But it would have been interesting to see Dan Harmon-led community try to do something like that. Yeah, I'm curious to see what he would have done with it, because they, especially this season, the latter half of this season, have been very, very kind of flirty. Deliberate with it and good with Mm -hmm. it. I'm excited to get into season four. I'm, like, morbidly excited. I'm excited to see what they do, what I like that I don't expect to like, and what I hate that I don't Well, I've only seen season four maybe once or twice. 
It's been a long time twice. since I've seen it. I haven't probably watched season four other than an, uh, a weird ending up watching an mm-hmm. episode here and there, probably since high school. Wow. Uh, like six years, seven years, a long time. Uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be, I'm sure, because it's the full cast for one more season. And it's mm-hmm. also the most like stuff going on at the school season that we really get after season yeah. one. I'm excited to dive into it, but I'm nervous about it. So outside, they don't really get a lot of information about how they're going to solve this issue other than learning about uh, Chang's birthday party and, and Choi really trying hard to be down about what he's doing, but the party sounds so cool and he wishes that he could go. It's a very Troy moment. I like it. Troy is really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, but Troy is just such a easily dependable character. Troy he is. can say just about anything, and Donald makes it funny. Incredible job. Did you happen to see... Donald Glover on Twitter this week, the like thread that he posted and then deleted. No, I missed it. He posted like a link that I'm pretty sure was a teaser to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then he released a thread talking about talking shit about the show Dave. Oh, really? And, like calling out Dave by name and saying like, I'm seeing black people that are saying that Dave is as good or better than Atlanta. Don't forget oh. that, like, we were here first, and he's like, I've got receipts and stuff like that. And I really Damn. like both shows. I don't think Donald's totally in the wrong, but it was, for, for no. Donald, who's become such a pop culture icon, it surprises me that he'd go on Twitter to be that blunt about it and then delete it. No, me too. And he's I think like I can see past, why. He's a little older. Yeah, like you said, I can see why he'd be upset about a show like Dave, especially because Dave is Pretty pushed by FX as well. And so it it and was kind I of the time holder for. And I think as far as FX for... ha- is concerned, has been more successful to an extent. Wow. I'm pretty sure it's FX's number one show. That's like wild. Ratings wise, of maybe only comedies. But still, that's impressive. It's I- interesting food for thought. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, before because the internet came out, um, and Donald had kind of an episode on social media yeah uh he posted he like the hotel notepad that was like i don't want to be tyrese and tyrese oh, and like, that was the I same one he, where he was writing stuff about community too yeah that was when that was like when he said i think that he wasn't going to come back and when he yeah. said like I, i'm scared that dan Harmon's gonna hate me i remember he wrote something like yeah that. i remember when those were posted weird times weird times but anyway you can tell that we're just Loaded with stuff to talk about the first Chang Dynasty. <laughs> uh, they talk about how if they're going to find anything out and get themselves into Greendale, they need someone from the inside. And that opens up Troy's little thing in this episode that he knows that he could get into the AC repair school, that they really want him, and that that could be their ticket onto the inside. But would they not? I mean, he was expelled from the school. Wouldn't I get it's the AC repair school, but it's still a part of Greendale. Yeah, but I think that he has enough pull. I guess. Like John Goodman does that he'd be like, nope, reinstate him. But here we get the bit where uh, Troy and one of the AC Repair School men are, at, I guess they couldn't get John Goodman. It would have been great if John Goodman could have given this speech That's at this part of the mm-hmm. episode. They meet at the Mexican restaurant that so many scenes lately take place at. And this whole scene is where we set up the heist. And the AC Repair guy pretty much takes a step-by-step through all the security and barricades at Greendale and how elaborate it would be to get into where the to get into where the dean is and, and to free him without being caught. 
And the way that they set it up is really cool. The way it cuts back and forth from them at the table discussing it to seeing like a POV kind of of walking through the school and getting to the different doors, getting the key off of Ching's neck. Uh, very cinematic and, and it really pays good homage to what they're talking about here. Yeah, I think this whole scene was great and I think that it was a really cool thing and a great homage to movies like Ocean's which are super fun movies, but yeah. And they set up things like little details that end up being important in the episode later on. Because mm-hmm. when I first watched it, uh, they hide a note in one of the Dean sandwiches later. And yeah. I was thinking, how do they know about the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? But it's because here Troy sees that on the on the mm-hmm. camera that he's being shown of the Dean. I don't know why the AC... Re- oh, because the AC repair has eyes everywhere. Yeah, everywhere there's air. See, uh, this episode was well thought together, like most episodes of Community. It was just, like, several, like, too many this season was missing a little something. Agreed. Do you have much knowledge of the Oceans films? Yeah. What do you think of them? How many? I really like, I have not seen, um, I've only seen the original one once. Okay. And I've seen the new ones. I've seen all of the first three a bunch of times. Oh, by the original, you mean like the Frank Sinatra one? Yeah. See, we're uh, young people, so I I would not have batted an eye if you referred to the original as the George Clooney one. No, I love the George Clooney ones, especially 11 and 12. Those are really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, 13 is fine. And then Ocean's 8, where it's uh, like... Sandra Bullock and Aquafina. Yeah, I love that one. I thought that one was great. I don't Kate, remember. Kate Blanchett in that movie is like A plus. Great job. I don't remember why, but I went to see Ocean's Eight in the theater and left. Wow. Like pretty early into it. I just think maybe my vibes were off. I think I just wanted to leave in general, but I've never revisited the movie because I had never seen any of the Ocean's movies. And I, I think you should watch all of them. I watched oh. 11, 12, and 13 to get ready for eight, and then I didn't mm-hmm. stay to watch eight for some reason. Wow. I go back and that's a, you don't seem like a walk out of a movie type. So that's I haven't done it many times. I walked mm-hmm. out of The Meg. Really? With Jason Statham and Rayan Wilson. Oh, the the shark one. Yeah. I thought you meant the uh, the Duff. The Duff is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I The Meg rarely... was on TV in my hotel <laughs> the other day, and I'd never seen it, and I watched some of it. I rarely walk out of movies, and usually I think it's just because I'm so bored and not really, like, I enjoy watching bad movies, so usually yeah. if the movie's bad, I still have a good time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the Oceans movies. I think that Matt Damon and Brad Pitt are really good in those. I need to watch them again. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle is awesome in those as well. Uh, Ross's dad from Friends. He is in that. Yes, he is. It's a funny bit in the montage where um, the AC guy is like, and then the key, but we know where that is. And then he like visualizes it around Chang's neck with him dancing. And Troy's like, so where is it? I thought that was good. <laughs> that is pretty funny. And he, it's made clear that if they want to get more information, if they want to solve this issue, Troy's basically going to have to sell his soul to the AC repair school, which is something that they've been setting up since season one when he first yeah. like, showed a knack at plumbing. Uh, so not only are we ending this shorter-term season plotline, we're tying in this series arc plotline into it, and it's kind of cool to see. That's what a lot of next week's episode is about, and I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's as well. <laughs> I thought when he's saying not many people get a second chances, just you and probably Obama, that was kind of a funny joke. Mm-hmm. 
an easy joke at the time, I'm sure, but still yeah. kind of funny. Meanwhile, they're back at uh, the apartment and they're coming up with the ideas for the heist. Well, at first, just ideas in general of what they'll do, but they eventually decide on a heist. And this was pretty reminiscent of heist movies when, like, the whole gang is is in the in in a room and they're like, okay, so this is going to be your job and this is going to be your job. I know they're like, so what are we going to do? And then someone's like, why don't we just steal it? And they're like, we can't do that. And they're like, we can. And here's how. Yeah. Uh, it, it has some, like, Reservoir Dogs to it, too, like a bank heist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know that that's what Ocean's Eleven is, but uh, Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite examples of that. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Cool. I like it. Jeff uh, is a non-entity in this episode, I would say. His bit here about being too sarcastic for prison did nothing for me. No. <laughs> and it, it, it's bad because I've learned through this rewatch – I kind of like Jeff most of the time. I like Jeff and, sometimes. And uh, he's really frustrating sometimes or just not funny sometimes. And I, I, I want to like Jeff. Yeah, I like Jeff a lot more than in season one, that's for sure. I was not a huge season one Jeff fan. Troy explains to everyone that if they want to get in, he can join the AC repair school. But it would mean that he would have to leave them. He'd have to move out. And he, uh, what do you think about this one? Stuff like uh, he wouldn't be allowed to have a relationship or use the word sensational. Why do you think he wouldn't be allowed to use the word sensational? Where does that come from? It's just not a very AC. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just a random thing. Uh, But I feel like community. I feel like there's probably a joke behind the joke. I'm not saying that you have to know it. I feel like there's got to be something there because it's not that funny. <laughs> Write us in. Tell us if it's funny. You said there's got to be something there because it's not. I bet communities knows. Yeah. They'll tell us next week. <laughs> like, I can't believe you didn't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We just don't get any Cheers references. and <laughs> I kind of know Cheers, but I've never seen an episode of Cheers. We didn't know who the actor was. Yeah, I know the character Norm, but I didn't know sure. who the actor was. That's what I'm saying. I know Cheers, but I've never seen an episode of it. My first real exposure to Ted Danson was The Good Place. Wowza. And I fell in love with the man. Now I really want to watch Cheers at some point. The main reason that I don't watch it is because there's like 11 seasons and a spinoff with 11 seasons of it. And that's a pretty daunting task when I'm not just like catching it on reruns. Yeah. Let's anyway, just watch uh, Joni Loves Chachi and do a podcast. There's not that it. much of it. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I referenced recently on our Twitter that we're going to be doing a new episode-by-episode episode rewatch podcast in the near future over on the Patreon. And we're mm-hmm. here to tell you that's what it is. We're, we're t- Zach <laughs> Loves Steven, the official <laughs> Joni Loves Chachi podcast. 20 bucks an episode. Chachi. 20 bucks an episode. Yeah. Uh, the study group's not willing to give up Troy for this. Uh, they think that they can plan a heist to get their way out of it. I like that this episode gives us both instead of deciding on one of those paths. We get the heist. It almost works. That's the next chunk of the episode. And then Troy still gets to be the saving grace at the end with the AC repair school. Yeah. And now we've basically covered the entire episode, right? Just kidding. <laughs> I give you a solid A-plus for that one, Zach. Later that seconds, night, but... they're at... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There are very few. Th- there are things I can do in 20 seconds, but none of the things that you would hope. Okay, so now we're at Chang's birthday party. It's a, 
It's a party, but it's like vaguely threatening because Chang is overwatching everything as security is there. And I really like this scene where the school board guys show up. They're, they're becoming really funny characters that we see every so often. And that they give him a, a shower caddy, and Chang is so excited about the shower caddy. And then they try to shake his hand because he's doing a good job, and the security <laughs> won't let him. I like how the school board guys are supposed to be above the rest of Greendale, but they're still just as weird as Greendale that they're oh, like, oh, yeah. this all looks great. They don't care. <laughs> It was really funny when he doesn't get to touch Chang. I thought that was a really nice That touch. was hilarious. Really funny. Chang is playing very cordial to keep up the affront that he is a good dictator for this school, but he lets them know over a speaker, lets a security know, to keep a, 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 a real close eye on anyone from the Greendale 7 showing up because he knows mm -hmm. that this event is ripe for being infiltrated. What do you think of Chang's arc in season three? Season okay, let's let's recap. Season one, he's their mm -hmm. Spanish professor. Uh, yeah. he is divorced and he gets back with his wife and then gets divorced again. He's kind of a sad sack, always looking for friends, ends up losing his job in season two. He's a classmate, uh really funny. He has the the restraining order with Duncan. Uh mm -hmm. he desperately wants to be a member of the study group. Season three, he gets to be a study guard. Or <laughs> he gets to be a <laughs> study guard. Study guard. He gets to be the security guard, which is a great placement for him. But then they push him into this cartoony villain angle that he was always kind of an ass, but he wasn't like a villain really. And this drove him way into a direction that was next to impossible to come back from. Do you think it was worth it? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike anything that Chang like. It's just a weird it. direction to take the character. Ken does it great. Ken it's does a great unfunny. job. That's why I, it's hard for me to say that I think it's a mistake or I think it's wrong because Ken does it such so well. But they could have done so many different things, and I'm mm -hmm. not gonna attempt to rewrite community here. They could have. I don't have any exact ideas. Maybe they could do a paintball or something. I don't think that <laughs> they. I think they could have done a lot better with Chang. I think they could have done a lot more with Chang. Uh, and I think they do better with Cheng later on, but like I said, this is really hard to come back from. He tries to blow up the school in this episode. Yeah, and he, like, kidnapped the dean and, like, held him hostage. And for... he's a series regular for the rest of the show. He becomes a teacher again in season five. Yeah. He has amnesia next season. Ugh, everyone's favorite. Yeah. So the plan is being put into motion. Shirley, as a bearded baker, brings in what's supposed to be Chang's birthday cake. And it's Which a way looks for hilarious, by the her way. to smuggle in what? What is she smuggling in from there? Choi and Abed? No, she's bringing the sandwich. Right, the sandwich. Meanwhile, Chang is being sung to by a little girl as he accepts his glory. This is definitely <laughs> a North Korea thing. That's great. Where they sing songs like about the dictator and it's usually children and like happy songs about their fearless leader. That's a Russian thing too, sure. I didn't say, I don't know. Well, don't, I don't live you don't there. Have to be, we don't have to fight over it. It's it's I, a it's I'm a North not Korean fighting. thing, man. No, no, come on, man. Get your head out of your ass. Well, actually, in the People's Republic of <laughs> of what, Stephen? Name a People's Republic right now. I dare China? you. Anyway, or is it the People's Cup Republic of North Korea? Is not as secondly called. I don't really know. You should go visit. We should do a podcast live from there. It'd be great. Hello, this is Steven and Zach. We're we're trying to cross the border back into South Korea. 
I just thought this episode was okay, Steven. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was an okay episode. Ah, I got hit in the f***ing calf. Uh, Is this a squid game? Have you watched Squid Game? No, Steven, let's talk about the episode. I know we're really trying our best to... Oh, Shirley's got a beard. She took the cake. Yeah. Uh, The little girl sings the song. The the girl singing the song is funny. Well, I think all of the reasons that the study group come up with to get themselves in and to do the different things they need to do to get to the dean is funny. And they film it well, just like earlier. But the fact that just like three minutes ago, we saw all of these steps being set up. And now just a few minutes later, we see it again. If this episode was yeah. going to be a heist episode, it needed to commit to it. The heist should have come a little bit later in the episode. I agree. Uh, instead, it just kind of feels like we're rehashing what we just saw. Uh, and it's funny, sure, the costumes are funny, give or take one that we'll talk about in a little bit. We get mm-hmm. more from Joshua when we find out that he's being catfished by Britta. And because society is broken, I'm not as bothered by it. It's a funny subplot. I like what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it feels repetitive. Uh, Shirley also had to put a whole chicken in the toilet. That's a funny bit. Mm -hmm. To flood the place. If you don't want this place to turn into the Poseidon adventure, that's when we (laughs) get Troy and Abed as Rod and Barry. I was really expecting one of your questions to be their names. Mm. I was too busy laughing. I thought they were hilarious. They are really funny. Their Mario mustaches are hilarious. They're totally unbelievable as real people. But they're talking to children, so the children are like, well, these guys are plumbers. Well, and, like, it's great because this is the most Abed that we get in the episode is when he's doing the plumber stuff, and I love it. Yeah. You people got to start chewing your food. (laughs) throws the whole toilet back at the kid who smells it. Gotta love Troy and Abed. And Troy yeah. gets to use his plumbing skills to f*** up the wall to try to get into <laughs> Chang's office, right, is what they're doing. Uh, meanwhile, Jeff is canceling the the magician who's supposed to come perform so he can dress up as the magician and use that as his way to distract Chang. Uh, all the, Where did they the get, like, a spy van? That's a great question, Steven. <laughs> That's a phenomenal question, and I don't have an answer for you. What do you think? Like, there's, like, rope hanging up and shit yeah, in there. Yeah, like, a surveillance van. It's not just a van. It's a surveillance <laughs> van. I don't know, Steven. How, a lot of things are how in this episode, but... Why did Britta already have this kid's number? Yes. Or how did she get it? Yes. Yeah, why could they have <laughs> just been talking on, like, a social media? I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Hey, bro, so watch my post. So, the kid leaves, gets his post to be watched. The reveal of the person... That's pretty funny. Watch is Annie dresses a little boy is pretty funny. Uh, So Annie's in, and now they get to go in and find the dean. And then we cut back to the, we cut back to them making up the plan after we just watched it all happen, which is kind of a cool trick, but also Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird. Yeah, I I will say I like it more than I dislike it. Okay, but this yes, uh, Pierce brings up what he would bring to the table which is a swami routine. I don't even know what swami means. I don't even know if that's a the term. The swami is like you remember the say. the those like machines where like somebody would like tell your fortune. Yeah. That's a swami. Yeah. It's like a fortune teller. In the uh, in the and audio no, it's commentary, not okay. <laughs> they were all like, "Yeah, Chevy was really good at this. Uh, he really latched right onto this one." See, and like, yes, Chevy has said some racist things, and he's clearly not the best person on earth. But he didn't write this. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get there. We're not there yet. 
It's not. It's not. It's not affecting us yet. It can't hurt us. Swami <laughs> Pierce can't hurt us if we don't. Swami let Pierce him. isn't real. He can't. Hurt. I love this. I think this was hilarious. Jeff yes. is like the because Chris, Chris Angel esque, who yeah. still has a fucking show in Vegas right now. By the way, never will I go see a Chris Mind Angel show. Freak. Mind freak. Like what you do, magic, but like you're emo, rock and roll, and hot. Is he? Because he's like if Dave Navarro he's, were again. A he's like fifty. Yeah, it's if the it, Chris Angel is a magician now comes as a sexy magician comes off as rock doing rapping. <laughs> I love. Uh, is Bruna that how you refer to like, it as? Do you say do I'm doing rapping? Doing rap? Yeah, doing okay. rapping. Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, but yeah, the costumes here are great. Jeff yeah. with the fake tattoo on his arm. He really was was laying into this this costume. He was Jeff here and Britta both. My bisexuality great. was thriving for the, mm-hmm. for about 10 seconds of this episode. It was, it was <laughs> the most an episode of community has made me feel in, in a minute. Sure. And I Chang think Chang so felt excited. the same way. Yeah. He's very, very excited. Uh, and I guess they do a good job. Uh, how did they get the, the supplies? How'd they get the spinning wheel? Did the magician already have his props there? Yeah. I liked when they asked for volunteers, and Chang just says, I'll kill anyone who volunteers. Big mood. That's like... And the... Uh, respect it. It's his birthday party. Right. But then the people from the school board don't take any red flags off of that as all. They're just like, all right. Like, all right. He wants to be the assistant. So Chang gets a card, and he's spun around on this wheel. It's literally just a way to distract him while the rest of the study group <laughs> does what they need to do. <laughs> they bust through the wall through Chang's portrait... Uh, that's very North Korean. Such I feel a North like. Korean yeah. thing. And they no, nah, uh, man, that's Mussolini all the way. Stephen, you idiot, you piece of shit. <laughs> I told you not to do this to me today. I told you don't bring up the Russia thing. I'll get really mm. sensitive if you bring it up. And here you are bringing it up. Yeah. Troy and Abed end up in Chang's office, and they find the lock combination. They relay that to Annie, who's able to get in the door. Britta shows up with the key. They all say, I'm in, and Britta kind of gets a flubbed I'm in moment. (laughs) That was a funny Britta bit. Yeah. And they get in, and they get to the dean, or they get to the office with the dean, or what we think is the dean, because like all good heists, there's another trick up everyone's sleeve in this situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I really like the way that they ended the trick. Chang's been spinning for so long, and then Jeff's like, <laughs> is this your card? And he's like, I don't even remember. And everyone starts applauding. <laughs> and then, oh. okay, Pierce shows up. He's dressed up as a swami. He's in brown face. He has a turban on. It's completely unacceptable. Uh, uh, and li- exactly like you said, Pierce, Chevy did not write this. Sure, they like to cater and make fun of chevy on the show through what they make pierce do but it's racist it's not acceptable it was racist then it's super racist now uh and also it says a lot that not to discount any of the things against blackface being wrong at all because it is wrong but why was this an issue to where they took down advanced dungeons and dragons but this isn't an issue in this this. episode when it literally is brownface yeah it's not i think if something should have been like talked about as bad it should be this not the dungeon dragons because he's not doing blackface in dungeon dragons like he does a, a joke voice he's like got it. brown face and yeah i also feel that they didn't darken his skin very much which tells me that they knew then that they shouldn't have been it doing was bad that. yeah the amount that they did like it wasn't so much that it was outrageous like it was trying to be funny like it was like just a little just a little just, bronzer 
Mm-hmm. And it almost makes it worse because that yeah. show it, it it's bad. There's just no excusing it. And all, worst of all, in my opinion, as a white person, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. If you're, I'm, I can laugh at stuff that's not supposed to be laughed at. If the joke is funny and not coming from a hateful place towards whatever the taboo topic is, right? But uh, this just wasn't. But funny. it's not funny. It's not. It doesn't add anything to this episode. They could have just been like, "Yeah, Pierce, we don't need your help," and he could have like fallen asleep in a corner, and Chevy would have been happy, and we would have been happy. But mm-hmm. they came up with this, and it's bad, and that's all we're gonna say about it. We're not gonna. It doesn't exist. It's so f-ing bad. Oh, so Pierce ruining everything with his racism, and the community uh, writers and creatives doing the same with their racism. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it the gig is up because it breaks Jeff and Britta from what they're doing, and now Chang knows what's going on. They've been made, and that moves us into Operation Two of this heist. And I didn't hate this the way that they double cross each other. No, I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I still, to this point, with the exception of Pierce, am with everything going on in this episode. I don't know if I go that far, but I'm not unengaged. Yeah, the mm-hmm. episode is entertaining from this point. Uh, Chang is told to look for the dean, and the de- or Chang tells his people to look for the dean, and they're not there. Um, the dean's not there, so they run to the bathroom where they think they're catching everyone with the dean, but it's not the dean; it's the doppeldiener because he's been tricked into thinking he's covered in plumber's acid. Yeah, <laughs> which is a funny reveal. It's a good reveal and really good thinking of the study group to use the doppelganger in their plan. Apparently, because of uh, work rules, they can only have the kids for, like, two days for this. So, apparently, Mm -hmm. at a certain point in the episode, it starts being small adults. That's funny. I thought it was funny, too. So, they told the dean through a message in his peanut butter and jelly sandwich that they're coming to rescue him. And we see, again, the same plan put in motion from a different perspective. The fact that we see it three times, even if it's a clever reveal, it's a little bit of a bore. That we've seen it three times. Mm-hmm. And now since I've watched this four times, I've seen it like 12 times. Yeah. The nice, subtle nose Chang leaves. From... Yeah, Jeff does a flick of his nose to be like, yeah, we're moving on. And Chang, uh, Pierce, who has no idea what's going on, also does it just to be like included. Britta bypasses Chang from hiding, and then they really get the Dean out of where he is because he was just hiding in the room instead of actually being gone like Chang thought he was. It's a clever way to buy them just a little bit more time. Yeah. But if that I was think... the plan, why need to do the magician thing at all? Well, I don't know why the magician thing. <laughs> Wouldn't... I actually don't. They no. could have just well, had oh, the Well, magician... they still needed the key. Yeah, you're right. They you're still right. need the key. You're yeah. right. That's why you get paid the big podcasting bucks. hey oh. The study group think they're getting away uh, when Chang and all the security guards stop them with, like, combat assault weapons, <laughs> and and they're not really going to get away with it. Their plan actually failed, even though the Dean getting out, being able to get to someone, being able to make a commotion while, while all these people are here, I feel like they're they're kind of out of That's it no matter successful. what. That's pretty successful, yeah. Yeah. Here's your Pierce bit that you like that I'm not willing to give credit for. That he thinks that the double cross hasn't happened yet when he's like eight steps behind on the plan. And then Pierce, when Shirley rips off her beard and Pierce says, Shirley, where the hell did you 
come from and that's where they cut it a commercial why are the community people making jokes like this and then kind of like celebrating them not like, like talking down drop. to them yeah they're like that's the joke to end this scene on to hold you over till we come back from the commercial that's the second cut now with pierce having an unfunny joke that goes to commercial whereas they, they could really have made a zinger off one, of huh? that if someone's saying pierce you're a fucking idiot and then yeah. cut to commercial, but they choose not to. And I think that's important when you have a, a racist buffoon of a character like Pierce. Yeah. So now we're to the last third of the episode. This is when it leaves me. This is when it leaves me. Not only is Chang, for whatever reason, you know, I feel like Chang's finally found his purpose in life with being this dictator figure. But no, it all ends tonight because he's blowing up the school uh, at the end of a guitar solo. Yeah, I feel like Chang is, like, crazy, but he's not that stupid, I don't think, that he's like, oh, well, I can do the fireworks in just this room, and it's only going to destroy this room. <laughs> and he, I also don't think he's smart enough to rig it to his guitar. Yeah. It almost would have been funnier, not if the study group stopped him, but if the thing just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, he pressed because the button, Chang and was nothing trying to set happened, it up. Yeah. because it's Chang, and he's, Yeah. But no, they have to take it farther. Then I feel like the story that they've told, you add in a few more minutes of really funny jokes. You add in uh, some more stuff with Troy. You mm -hmm. get to him leaving a little bit sooner. I think this episode's better without this last stretch, like Chang's last stand at, at destroying the school. Uh, I think they told a great, <clears throat> not great, but a good enough heist story that would have been a plenty good place to end the episode. Yeah. Uh, but this is when things start to go, like I said, kind of in a season four direction for me. The Dean does get a good joke when he's like, really glad you guys all saved me. But did any of you guys maybe like pay my rent because <laughs> that's really late? No, that's funny. So yeah, back at the party. Man, I just want to <laughs> get through this chunk of this episode. I do not like this very much. I feel like yep. this has to end up on my bottom three, maybe. You do, You mean that Chang's nine-minute guitar solo wasn't enough for you to... And a one, a two, a Chang, Chang, Chang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and him talking... A Chang, Chang, It's Chang always funny floor. to get a Chang bit talking about how he ate his twin in utero. Yeah. And that he's like, every birthday he remembers that he's a winner because of it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> also, it's good to know, Ken Jong learned how to play Axel F that da 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 on the guitar just for the episode so when you i hear feel the like guitar, they really could have put that over the top they okay. could have but i think it was ken's choice mm -hmm. i think he said no just let me do it and so he did it so what you hear is what he did which is kind of cool wow meanwhile the study group are all locked up they've got to figure out a way out to save the school from blowing up it's all ridiculous they've already saved the school like twice this episode i guess they decided that this is what they need to get Troy to bite the bullet and 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 save everyone by joining the AC repair school, yeah. the, the study group wouldn't let him do it unless everybody was gonna die. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I get it, but it, it, they could. I don't know. It's just too cartoony. Yeah, I think that they they kind of almost just put this in here for that reason. It seems unfortunately. Yes, when they could have gotten to this a different way, I think. I agree. It's funny, Troy looks in the camera and nods, and then the AC fan in the room Im immediately stops. I love the mythos between... Uh, I love the mythos of the AC repair school a lot, actually. It's something that's mm -hmm. pretty cartoony this season that I don't mind. I think it's funny. And we get a yeah. lot of that next next week. I don't know if you remember much from it, 
but there's like the sun chamber where people are put into like a room that gets hotter and hotter for like torture from the <laughs> it like goes really far and I kind of like it. I don't remember it super detailed, but I remember it. Troy agreeing to join the AC repair school. It helps the study group get out of the room to get them to the next place that they need to go. Meanwhile, Chang, yeah, he's just going ham on that guitar solo, and Richie and Carl, the school board guys, are really vibing to it. They're just eating up anything Chang sells. It was just kind of funny because they're these administrative guys, and anything that means, like, more tuition or, like, more good numbers for the school, even if Chang's just making up these numbers, they're down for it. They're here for it. They are... The study group is out of the room, and they're trying to find the, the, the right way to stop the fireworks from going off. Oh, man, this is getting hard. Uh, and Pierce makes a really bad joke about distracting everyone by Annie and Britta taking their shirts off. Again, this says a lot more about the writers than it does about <laughs> Pierce or, or Chevy, sadly. But then we do get something funny because the dean brings up that on the weekends, because Greendale has no money, yeah. he throws raves. And what's he call them? Uh, Academania? <laughs> That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when there are episodes like this where we rag on this show like this because sure that comes with doing a show that changed so much, mm -hmm. uh, doing it episode by episode talking about it, but this this podcast is a celebrate community and usually there's so much to celebrate, but man, this episode. Well, and not here's the great. thing that I always have to remind myself. The worst episodes of Community are still better than an average episode of a lot of other shows. And that's always the rallying call of people who defend especially season four of Community. Mm -hmm. And I don't disagree with that. But I don't know if this episode is. Yeah. Other than the heist montage when they first introduce it, I don't think there's very much in this episode. Oh, and I will also give that the school transforms into a rave set here at the end. That's pretty creative. Other mm -hmm. than those two things, I don't think there's anything super inspired about this episode. And maybe that's the problem, is that it goes so far from reality, but in a way, unlike what they've done before with things like pillows and blankets and paintball that are so far removed from reality, this doesn't feel inspired. Well, and even we were just talking about how in Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas or in the 8-Bit episode, there's always some sort of emotional resonance. Oh, yeah. This episode coming right after the 8-Bit episode, literally when it aired, I'm sure it was a super letdown because I think the oh my God. 8-Bit episode was a standout. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember that these all aired at the same time. That's awesome. Isn't that wild? What a weird hour and a half for a community fan. <laughs> But it, it, the dean sets up that he's been letting people use the school at night for a rave. And because of that, whenever you turn the lights off, all of a sudden all these luminescent things show up all over the walls for, for a rave setting. And <laughs> it gives them the element of surprise. It's something that Chang doesn't know about, even though it's a, it's a stretch. Because do they never turn the lights off? I guess not. Because it's not like lights and stuff for the rave. It's like, like sidewalk chalk looking type yeah. stuff all over the wall. Do they not turn the lights off at the end of the day? He's not paying the bills. But it is a funny way to disarm the children guards and for the Greendale 7 to make their way out. And it's a well-shot scene. It's one of the better scenes of the episode. I almost forgot that the scene is so solid because it, it comes in the middle of a third act that I don't really care that much for. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dean, it's so good to have the Dean back, even though with the stubble it doesn't quite feel like the Dean. It just kind of seems like Jim Rash. Yeah. 
But it's really great to see him doing the rave dancing with glow sticks. He just can't help but feel it. Another thing, the episode uses oof baboof a lot. It's a phrase kind of like the uh, rhyming names thing. It's just one of those communityisms that I think in this episode they use like one or two times too many. Yeah, I didn't mind the oof baboof because I liked every time that I got to see Troy and Ibed in this episode sure. because I felt like they were bright spots whenever they were on sure. the screen. Sure. That's what they say when they show up and find the huge fireworks set up that's really only like a few fireworks set up on boxes. Which tells you that we're from Indiana because to us, this, I, is this a ain't few no, fireworks. you call that fireworks, California? That boy, boys? Ain't nobody gonna lose their hands. Um, it like yeah. blew my mind as a kid when I learned that people drove across state lines to get to Indiana to buy the fireworks that are there. We're spoiled, Zach. No, we're not, because I literally remember that part of a Midwest growing up, I've been in more than one household, not my own, but more than one household where on the 4th of July, that's where, like, the kids, like, hide because dad is really, really drunk and shooting off bottle rockets. Yeah. And all the kids are terrified. Yeah. I've been in situations like that before where they're, like, shooting them off inside the house. Yikes. And like all the kids have to, I was in a situation, maybe I'm, this is just trauma that I'm unearthing all of a sudden, but I remember two families. <laughs> That's this terrifying. Happened, but one specifically where like all the kids were in this room because the dad was drunk putting off fireworks. I don't remember who it was or who the dad was. I was pretty young. And it was like, if we were out there, he would shoot the Roman candles at you. Is this your dad? Is this your? No. Zachy's fourth, fourth no, of July. my dad Although terrible, definitely doesn't go that far. He just yeah, that's crazy. Watching Fox News on, uh, <laughs> on the couch. The only fireworks I need are coming out of the <laughs> Carson or Tucker Carlson's yeah lips. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's my fireworks story. I guess Ooh, that was an unearthed memory. Yeah, that sounds so scary. I I do like them trying to do this on a time crunch, and they're like, "What? Why are do we cut?" And like, there's only <laughs> one. Oh God, I hope I'm right. That was a funny bit, and it is the right wire. Chang hits the magic button at the end of his guitar solo. Nothing blows up. It's anticlimactic for an episode <laughs> that had so much buildup to it and added this whole third act that I really do think is unnecessary. I think the heist was enough. Yeah. And then if they made the whole episode the heist, it wouldn't have felt like those three heist sequences were so smushed together that you're tired of them. It would have a whole episode to breathe. They should have spread them out. It they would have been... done a lot more with it. Mm-hmm. Even if they, like, it's not now I'm rewriting the episode. Even yeah. if they, like, started further into the episode and then went back and showed the planning. Like, if they, like, showed when things were going wrong with the heist and that's where they started. And you're like, oh, like, no, they, they failed. Caught. But then we cut back to them at the apartment and they're like, and we're going to fail. But this is mm -hmm. what's going to happen next. And then we're back into it. Yeah. Exactly. And then this episode that we're already saying is going farther than it needs to to be good. It goes even farther after they stop him with the fireworks because then Chang storms in the room, tells him that it's not all over, and then we have a tease of a fucking lightsaber battle. I just wish they would have done it because you can't, like, I was like, okay, if this is what we're doing, at least we're going to do this lightsaber fight. And then they just no, don't do it. I still think that would have been worse. Because that this episode is so jumbled with homage. They did uh, Star Wars already. Yeah, and the reason we say it's lightsaber is just because they're sticks with like little bits of light. They never like really make it a clear Star Wars homage. But, but that's like what the it sound is. design battle. is like yeah. the same. Uh, and then they interrupted immediately. It's just I don't know. It's just overkill. Yeah. 
the school board guys come in and Chang tries to pin it on the study group, but because it's the end of the story arc uh, and they need this to end, the the school board guys aren't on the side of Chang anymore. <laughs> but it does help that they ran into the two deans slap fighting yeah. each other, which is a really funny visual. <laughs> Jim Rash's hands are so fast. Chang goes for the run. There is a funny bit where the doppeldiener uh, realizes that this crazy job that he somehow got into uh, is not going to pay him and maybe get him arrested, probably. <laughs> That's another thing. How are there no police-related repercussions to this? How does the dean not press charges? How do we just drop this to move on in the next episode? It's because community knew that, like, we just got to get this done. You know what I mean? It feels like they didn't believe enough in this in this setup to do any fallout from it, and usually community does. Yeah, it's just so weird that, like, nothing... I mean, the dean was literally locked in the basement of a cafeteria for, like, an extended period of time. Yeah. Like a, a month-ish, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. And then the episode has a more decent ending where the school board are, like, lamenting how big of a failure Greendale is... And the dean, this is why it doesn't keep going up. The dean says that he's not going to say anything about this. Mm -hmm. Not to help the school board, but because he loves Greendale so much that he just wants the reputation to stay where it is and and to move from this moment. I guess I get why the dean would do that. But it also kind of is a cop-out. Yeah. Uh, But it's a nice little moment for the dean at the end of this episode. And there's only one more episode of the season, but I'll be glad that we've got the dean back proper. Yard marks at Skeepers. Yeah, I left my debit card there, so they got to go back and get it. <laughs> Man, the, the school board guys are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The study group plus the dean have a good moment, and Jeff uh, returns his gratitude to the dean by touching him on the chest, which the dean just can't handle. He collapses mm-hmm. right to the ground. And then we're to the end of the episode, the part that you say gave you uh, some, some emotions. Uh, these did. human things called emotions that I keep hearing about. Uh, where Choi's leaving. He's packing up his things, and he has to say goodbye to all of his friends because it's time to leave for the uh, cult-ish AC repair school that keeps you away from the people that you love, much like a cult would. And he has to say goodbye to everyone. Uh, Again, I didn't feel a lot for this because of where it comes in an episode that's so ridiculous and Mm -hmm. with the foreknowledge of what's coming after this. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what it did for you? What moments here in this hit you? Well, really only the Abed one. I thought that Pierce's line was stupid. Never wear a rubber. At least it wasn't racist. Yeah, that's fair. And then... uh, Jeff doesn't really say anything either. Yeah. It's the hug with him and Annie is sweet. And the it's a kind of funny joke about the jigsaw puzzle. Is like, tell me what There's kind of a little bit of that. Troy and Britta going to miss each other kind of thing going on, too. Yeah, I thought it was kind of silly that Britta, like, the kiss on the cheek was cute. But then she's like, here's a lock, a lock of my lock hair with, like, hair. a bow on it. And he's, like, weird and or creepy. That's creepy, but he also thinks <laughs> it's, like, cute, creepy. Yeah. Britta has a lot of great... Britta has a lot of good moments in this episode where she does something like the cop line and then mm-hmm. freezes for a second. She does it yeah. here, like when she walks away after Troy says it's creepy. It's funny. I think Gillian's great this episode. Yeah, and the then Troy I love when Abed comes great. up because you can tell it's like, okay, they're saying goodbye. They're not going to get to hang out. He's moving out. And then Troy kind of whispers something to him and Abed like has a reaction, which isn't always the case. And they do their handshake and Troy goes on. But then later you find out what he said to Abed 
because you know both their eyes are a little bit welling up and emotional. Um, you find because you couldn't hear the audio what he says to Abed. Um, is it was just I know you something hate funny. People do this in movies. Yeah, that yeah. Abed would absolutely love, and it shows him how much he's gonna miss his friend. I like the way that these last shots. Uh, frame the study group where Abed is kind of on its own and you see this kind of look on him of like what am I going to do now? Well and you never see that kind of emotion on Abed's face. I think Danny Pudi did an incredible job of acting that at the end. And it's again a precursor for what's going to be an absolute rip the heart out that we get in Mm -hmm. yeah I can't think about that one too much 19 episodes. Are you serious? 19 episodes yeah I can't, can't think of that too much that's going to be sad. It's yeah. Troy, I, you've from the beginning of the show have said firmly that Troy's your favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I've never been as quick to say that, but this watch through and, and, and really looking at what they do with these characters and the jokes that they give these characters with a, a critical eye. Yeah. I don't know if I could, I think the Dean will always be my favorite, but Troy is like almost inarguably the best character on this show. Other yeah. Than it's Abed, I guess. great. I think that especially going on to see all that Donald Glover has done and had success in and all you that he see will it and what he does. He's a star. Troy. Yeah. And it's just so good. I and mean, he clearly as much as I was sad and I stopped watching the show lo- not long after Donald Glover wasn't on it anymore. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't just that because it probably mirrored with yeah. season four was already not that good. Mm-hmm. And then season five. Sure. Dan's back, but you're losing Donald and also exactly. Pierce is gone and also, it was, like, it's season five, and they're still in the school. Yeah. Like, where are they going to do? I think season five and six do have some of the show's best episodes. I'm really excited like to dive into five, those I like season five, I remember you. of it. Um, uh, but I understand for a viewer at that time, not knowing what was coming, that yeah. you would kind of fall off. Well, but, but and, and as sad as I am that he left the show, I'm happy that he's been able to go on and have such success and become the star that he always, you know... What like he's kind he's known that, like he's was, a household name, and know? I feel like when I hear them talk about Donald on the set, they talk about how he's always sleepy. He never slept because he was always working, and yeah. all of his music was about working too hard and like about mm-hmm. how he never sleeps. They like joke about that, and it's like he always knew that he was destined for something, and if he put in the work, he can make it happen, and he did to yeah. the point to where he had to say goodbye prematurely to the thing that kind of helped him get there at least a totally. little bit. Not real. I think the star of Donald Glover was inevitable, and it would have mm-hmm. happened no matter what the jumping off point was. But Community was that jumping, was the off, jumping point. off point. But it could have been totally. anything. It could have been a movie. It could have been a show. It could have been just his music. Yeah. And the episode ends with Troy accepting his new fate with Vice Dean Laybourne, who we see for just a second. It's a real clear, like inserted shot from another time mm-hmm. when they would have had John Goodman on set. But he accepts his fate and walks into the arms of the AC Repair School. And that's where we leave it kind of as a cliffhanger until we wrap all this up on next week's season finale. I feel like every time we do another season, it goes by faster. This one went by so fast. We didn't do as many bonus episodes during the season as we did during season two. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it it did. It went by super fast. And now all of the seasons that we have left are 13 episodes. They're all going to go by so fast. Let's wrap this thing up, this this honker of an episode, by talking <laughs> about the end tag, where we get to see, what do we call it? Academania. Academania, Academania mm-hmm. where we get to see it in action. 
it kind of makes up for some of the lost time we've gotten with Dean Pelton. Just seeing him in his element with some really rad body paint on and just mm-hmm. absolutely thriving at this rave. But it's sad to see that no one else that he's trying to make friends with seems to be very interested in him. Well, they're all listening. They're just vibing, man. They're they're very intrigued. Dean's like center of the circle. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I mean, not all the circle is turned towards him, but <laughs> maybe that's a good thing. Sure, I'll take a back rub. Who's asking? Do you think he got a back rub? We don't see long enough to see for sure. I don't think he did. I hope so. And that's the end of the episode. Steven, what a mess. What a time. I don't know. I feel like this could be my least favorite episode that we've talked about so far. It's going to But I have to revisit what some of the bad ones from before have been. Yeah, me too. Uh, it wasn't great, and it falls apart, and it's it's a little bombastic, which makes sequences of it fun, but it's, man, yeah, it's just not one of my favorites. Yeah, just kind of perusing through the episodes, I think it might end up pretty, pretty low. Of the series or of season three, specifically? Season three. Well, then, of this episode, what stood out to you? Who's your MVP? Um, I want to give a few honorable mentions. Yeah. I think Britta had a great episode. She was yes. probably my second place pick. Um, I loved seeing the Dean this episode. Yeah. Um, I thought Abed was so, so funny as a janitor, but my MVP's got to go to Troy. Yeah, sure. I think he was so funny. I think that the um, only emotional resonance in this episode at all would be to do with him. You know, if I try to remove the fact that I know that it's going to get all resolved next week, I think that he was great. I think he had great funny lines. Um, Chang was great in this too, but I didn't think that anything was necessarily funny enough to warrant an MVP for me. Well, here's what I'm going to say. It it does warrant for me. My MVP this episode is Chang, and here's why. Mm -hmm. This material isn't great. This direction for the character isn't great. But Ken Jeong takes whatever he's given, puts his flair on it, commits so hard to it, and Mm -hmm. does make it pretty funny. It's pretty compelling to see Dictator Chang, even if it doesn't make sense in the universe of the show. And I gotta give Ken Jeong credit, because honestly, I think he can be one of the more underrated members of the cast, just because he's so consistent. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna give it to Chang this week. It's the first Chang Dynasty. So I don't know if it's my first Chang MVP this season, but it might be. I think it's a possibility. We haven't gotten nearly well, as much Well, no, maybe Chang's. a couple of the early ones. There were some good ones yeah. in the beginning. We haven't gotten a ton because they've been building this. Let's wrap mm-hmm. this up for the time being. We've talked about this episode. We crushed it. We did that, Steven. It's done. We're great. We're champions. We're champions. And you're champions, too, for making it this far with us, Taylor. <laughs> That's it for this week. Next week, we'll be back to talk about the season three finale uh introduction to finality it's a big episode community didn't know if it was coming back for a fourth season when they made the episode in fact i think they kind of expected not so they wrote an episode that could serve as a series finale and other than the series finale i think of the finales that could have been a series finale this is such a weird sentence it it is the most series finale e so it's a very Mm final episode and it it begins a new dawn for community the second half of its life where it changes pretty drastically so it'll be a big momentous occasion for the podcast and i hope you join us for it you can write us in at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com to send us some trivia for the episode your favorite funny moment and whoever you think is the mvp for the season finale 
Uh, and also, if you like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do all kinds of stuff over there, and it really helps us get new equipment, new software, anything that we need for the show. And we just appreciate the people that support us that way. So if you'd like to, check us out over there. Steven, where else can the people find us? If you want to get in on the action, other than emailing or patroning us, uh, you can find us over on Twitter, over at you can't disapod. Uh, we like to tweet. We like to be tweeted at. Uh, send us some funny stuff. Hit us with those memes. I think the I think the proper term is twoted. We like to Quote. be twoted. We like to be twoted. We like um, to have twoting upon us. Twoting upon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're also on Instagram under the name can't disappoint podcast and then we are on facebook and youtube under the full name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast go over to youtube and check out some of the interviews that we've done with video great plug man way to sprinkle a little extra plug into it yeah our video with joel McHale and with darsan solomon are both still up there those are both fun times yeah as well as some of the like round tables we've done the round tables a round table coming up the week after next will be a new round table with a new panel of guests uh, one of our guests that's coming has told me that season three is their favorite season of Community. So wow. I'm really excited to have, you know, we have our opinions on season three and I like it, but I think it's got some mm-hmm. issues. I'm excited to have uh, a variety of opinions on it. So that'll be a lot of fun. Sweetly. A lot of fun stuff coming in the future. But for now, let's sign this thing off. Black Lives Matter. Wait, wait. Sorry. Let me start over. I, I biffed it. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter and don't blow up buildings. I don't know. And don't play the guitar. The guitar. We can yeah. let the guitar die. And don't don't do brown face either. <laughs> I I should that. we shouldn't have to say that. He shouldn't. But I guess we do. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you all so dearly, and we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us. Oh, we'll see you. Everywhere there is air, there is us. Everywhere where there's air time. Heyo. Right. Have a good week, family. everyone. We'll be back. Take care. Bye, everybody. Toodaloo. Bye. Dang, and I'm so ill. This is a warning. I can't be killed. All in your cabeza without a chaser. Not another teacher with this much flavor. Get your hands up for Espanol. The Spanish evil genius.